Welcome back to our hyphen with Sherelle and Shade. What exactly does our hyphen represent, you may ask? The hyphen is the punctuation that is used to separate your date of birth and your date of transition from this life to the next. It's reflective of your journey. Our hyphen is inclusive of good times, challenging times, moments of reflection, moments of realization, laughter, tears, all of the things that we experience as we journey through life. These are the conversations we started in 2020 on the living room sofa that led to some of the most transformational experiences of our lives. This is a judgment-free zone. Because every day we are growing and evolving. Your Your life, life, your hyphen. Welcome back to our hyphen with Sherelle and Sade. We want to thank thank you all again to our supporters, to our subscribers. If you have not subscribed, please go and do so. And if you have not heard or seen, we have dropped new merchandise. So please go and support us. The link is in our bio and Facebook and Instagram. And y'all, we are so excited. We have a special guest today. And Sherelle will be introducing our special guest. I feel like I'm at the church about to introduce the speaker. Um. Who is it? The secretary when she reads. Put the glasses up and sort through her papers because she never organized. Okay. Um, he is a multi-platinum producer, songwriter, and artist. He's been in the music industry since 2011 and has sold over 20 million records worldwide. He's worked with some of your favorite artists, including NBA Youngboy, Nicki Minaj, Chris, Chris Brown, Chris, Chris Brown, her, Lil Wayne, Kevin Gates, and many, many more. In 2019, he opened Defiant Studios in Richmond, Virginia, all the way from Atlanta by way of Virginia. Husband, father, and producer, Young Land. Appreciate it. What up, Welcome, welcome, welcome. Y'all, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for, like, stopping by and chopping it up with us. It's been a long time coming. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's nothing. So, it was really important that I, well, we have you on just because, um... We talk a lot about the journey, like the journey too. And although we never really arrive, mm-hmm. I feel like you are one of the first people where I actually saw like some of your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went to school together. We developed a friendship. And over the years, like just really watching you be intentional about what it is you wanted, um, you know, out of life and mm-hmm. like take steps that like in high school, it was like he going where to do what? Yeah. Um, so I just really wanted you on to talk a little bit about that. So I guess we can start there, like just the journey to where you are now however you want to start with it sure I mean like you said like it really started (laughs) I say probably like seventh grade my mom um who always believed in me and like invested in me as a child which which I stress like to all parents it's important mark that off my list because you bring that up (laughs) (laughs) that was yeah like you got like as a parent you gotta invest in your kids especially when you see like talent and potential Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so my mom always did that and I could never pay her back enough for that but um she bought my first drum machine, I say like seventh grade, started making beats. And then um, she would like play keys because she played keys in the church. So she over there wow. adding stuff to the beats and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, I start uh, I start producing for like Montel, mm-hmm. you know, Soldier in the, in the school and stuff. Yep. And then like that was up until probably like senior year. And then we got, you know, kind of kind of lit in the school. Had a whole we, concert for yeah, the prom. You know so we performed <laughs> at our senior prom and stuff like that. And then... Yep. After that, that just, I don't know, just like that feeling of seeing people like actually like the beats and the music and stuff kind of like let me realize that like, okay, I might have potential mm-hmm. with this. I always knew I had potential, but it's like seeing other people actually like that mm-hmm. and see 
see the vision like really like pushed me. Mm-hmm. So then um, I moved to Richmond after I graduated. I was in school for a while. Academic probation. Yeah, just, <laughs> just cold stuff. Yeah, at cold stove, scoop of ice cream, working at hotels, changing sheets. Yep. Yeah, like just doing anything. And I'm still making beats the whole time. So I would take trips down to Atlanta um after work. Like I get off work at eleven PM, drive eight hours to Atlanta overnight just so I can, you know, lock in with certain mm-hmm. artists. I was working with like Rich Homie Quan and like a couple like K Camp and people like that back then. So, like, after that, and I started getting them placements and people using my beats and stuff like that, um, that was probably 2010, 2011, Roscoe Dash used my stuff. And I'm like, oh, damn, mm-hmm. this one Roscoe was big. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, okay, it's about to get serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, kept doing all that stuff, taking the trips to Atlanta, staying persistent. And um, in 2015, I started working with Fetty Wap. That's when Fetty Wap had Trap Queen. He was, like, just starting to blow up. I had uh, three on his first album, and then I got signed to uh, Warner Chapel Music in uh, 2015. And I moved to Atlanta, and then it's been up ever since mm-hmm. then. And I'm glad you mentioned the part, because that was one of the notes that I had about, like, even, like I was saying, in high school, your dedication was just different. Like, mm-hmm. weekends were dedicated to, look, this event is going on. Like, I'm about to be on the road to yeah, go yeah. and, like, really be intentional about putting yourself out there. For sure. Where did that like, how did your desire to produce or, like, you know, knowing this is what you want to do, how did that transition into, okay, I have to, like, do something outside yeah. of what everybody else was doing? Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know what maybe that way. I'll say, like, just seeing my mom always work hard. My mm-hmm. dad always worked hard. And, um, laziness was never really, like, an option for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I always knew, like I said, I always knew my potential. It was just, like, how I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. manifesting what what I had, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So just stayed at it and just kept networking. Networking is big and, you know, just praying and staying consistent. That was like really the keys for me, for real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was there ever a time like um, when you talk about like working with Roscoe Dash or, <clears throat> Dash or just having certain artists use your um, beats? Was there ever a situation like starting off or even more recently where maybe you produced something? You was like, mm, this might not be my best work, but then the artist like loved it and it took off. Oh, that's every song. Really? Honestly. Like yeah, music. A lot of songs. I I, I dislike more songs than I <clears throat> love more the songs really? that people. Yeah, for real. Because <clears throat> it's like I have with my beats and stuff like that. Like. I have such high expectations mm. for like the artists that it's like when they do stuff and I I know instantly if a song's gonna be a hit. Mm-hmm. Like I know instantly as soon as I hear it, like Fatty Wap, RGF Island, first time I heard it, I'm like, yeah, mom, mm-hmm. this this one of them ones. She still got the text to this day. Matter of fact, when wow. I te- when I sent it to her, I was like, mom, it's gonna be a hit. Wow. That was my first hit. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I, I be knowing. But um, yeah, I just got high expectations for like Anything people, you know, put on my stuff because, like, I take my time with it and mm-hmm. I take my craft seriously, so. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to middle schoolers, high schoolers, or, like, young producers on what's the first step to take or some of the necessary steps to take to get started? Um, as far as music or just, like, chasing their dreams? Both. So for music, I would say, like, the first step is definitely get a laptop. Um, most schools giving laptops to kids mm-hmm. nowadays, you know, so download Fruity Loops. Watch YouTube tutorials. Um, yeah, and just stay consistent. Just stay on the YouTube tutorials. Learn your craft and be dedicated. And as far as, like, following your dreams, just never take no for an answer. Like, it sounds cliche, but, like, you really can't get discouraged. You know what I'm saying? You really got to believe in yourself and know that, you know, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Look, you helping me now. You preaching to the <clears throat> choir. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I'm big on that. Like, 
just know that like everything comes in time and as long as you put in the work and you stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Like that's I'm I'm big on that for sure. Was there ever a time that you doubted or not like full <clears throat> like being fully in doubt, but mm-hmm. kind of like dang, this is taking too long? Yeah. Like No, nah, I mean <clears throat> at the end of the day I'm human, so it's like yeah. it's easy to get discouraged sometimes. But like I said, I'm big on time and I know like God, you know, He has His plan for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I just I just stay consistent, like I said, and just just make sure I'm putting in the work and I know eventually my time will come. Mm-hmm. Like I like I'm I'm I feel blessed as far as I've gotten so far, but I still know this is still yeah. like just yeah. I haven't You're even reached the top more. of the mountain, you know? Yeah. You're hungry for more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what does this like middle season look like? Not you know, like you said, you are blessed, you're successful. What does like the wait look like for you? Um, in terms of waiting for like the next big thing or I mean, yeah, it's like with with music and stuff like that, it's so many, like, it's millions of people that make music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just to have the opportunity to be blessed to have one hit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That don't happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, to have multiple, like, it's it's a blessing for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't ever really, like, get too discouraged because I know, like, for this to have even happened is crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially where we from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it don't yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. So, um... I mean, I just, I just always try to keep that mindset. Like, it's a blessing to even have the, you know, the plaques and the accolades that I do. But mm-hmm. um, I just try to stay patient and know that, like, I just right now it's like I'm kind of like tired of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. now it's, I'm at a point where I'm trying to like cross over to pop, country stuff like that that actually like excites me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What when you say you're tired of hip hop? Do you would you expand on that? Like when you say tired, is it kind of you feel boxed in in terms of demonstrating your abilities? Mm-hmm. Is it like the culture of it? Nah, I just don't like the music. <clears throat> like okay. it's, It just hasn't been good to me, at least lately. It hasn't mm-hmm. been like good good albums, good rappers, nothing that's really catching me. And like when I work with like country artists and pop artists and stuff like that, I get inspired. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking for. It's probably like a challenge for you too, like a different arena, like for having sure. to catch on. And it's, it's like it's starting new. So it's kind of like when I first was breaking into the industry, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get those placements and stuff. Like, I, it, it gives me that hunger again that I, like when I first started mm. my career, you know. Mm. Yeah. Diversity is so important. Nah, for sure. Before we move on from like, um, like hip hop, I remember when you first started, I can't remember like what I asked to make, like to generate the conversation, but you were talking about how even when you would go into the studio, you were very disciplined in terms of like not drinking, not smoking mm. and things of that nature. One, like, was that something that you always knew to be mindful of? Mm-hmm. And then two, how did you, again, speaking more so like to the younger kids where they're so impressionable and, you know, they see certain artists and certain lifestyles and they feel like they have to conform to that in order to be accepted in that space. Mm-hmm. So how did you two, like, stay true to who you were in the midst of, like, culture? i just always been, like a leader not a follower mm-hmm. like I, I don't know I just never really gave into like peer pressure and things like that um drinking and smoking was never something like that I really wanted mm-hmm. to do you know what I'm saying so just stuck to who I was I never wanted to be that person that like compromised like my integrity or mm-hmm. like changed who I was just to try to fit in I feel like that's corny you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like be be true to yourself because yeah. at the end of the day, I, I don't want to live with no regret that I did this because I was trying to be cool yeah. or nothing like that. And that's that's another reason why like I feel like I'm I'm relevant, but I'm not as big as like Metro Boom and their people like that. Not, not even saying nothing about them people, but I'm not like as big as those people 
because I never like sold my soul mm-hmm. or like tried to, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. just jump on bandwagons and like just was thirsty for the fame. Mm-hmm. Like I was never that person. Like nobody could ever say that I like compromised who I was or like anything like that just to try to yeah. like reach fame. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a important an important point too as far as like going back to when things first started taking off with you. I remember I would like shoot you a message and be like yo, you haven't changed. Because, you know, people would start saying, like, yo, he's changing mm-hmm. it. I mean, you have changed. Yeah. And, like, you got to be. Better, yeah. yeah, but, like, in terms of you as a person, I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't seen where yeah. you change. Your number been the same since freaking high school. Yeah, like, yeah. you always, a phone call, a text away. Mm-hmm. You are, Like, so in terms of that, I think you saying that, like, you are still true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that can be sometimes people expect you to change. Like yeah, in their mind, yeah. it's like, oh, he gonna change. Like I'm yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. So like they see that when it doesn't really exist in that exactly. way, or maybe they've done something and you like, yo, I can't be around you. Like For you sure. a liability at this point. For sure. So, and they'll say you changed. Yeah. They did some weird stuff. Yep. And be- because you've elevated. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Why. People expect you to be the same always, but it's like you gotta elevate your life at some point. Otherwise, you're just gonna stay the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you manage your work life balance? Um I, I like wanna, life life. Yeah, like a it, husband now, a father, yeah, like Yeah, it's tough sometimes, but uh I had like my time during like COVID and stuff like that where I was kinda like stagnant and just got kinda lazy and stuff. But after like the last two years or a year and a half or so, I just really been on it because like I got that hunger again, just working on new genres and stuff like that. But then, like, outside of just music, we have a lot of different things that we invest in and we mm-hmm. do and stuff like that. So my wife helps me out a lot with that. And, um, yeah, we just try to, like, knock things out as they come. I don't like mm-hmm. to procrastinate with nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we speak to that point a little bit? You said um, that Sierra helps you out a lot. Is that something... So a lot of times we see men in certain spaces in terms of like their profession and certain levels of success and they try to separate the two because it's kind of like, oh, I don't need need you to, like, I don't need that from you. Like, I'm the man, I gotta. But I think you make a good point in saying like together y'all, y'all have come together now and are building more. It's creating a space where you can build more. Was that something that was intentional on your part? Was it something you had to get used to? Mm -hmm. Um, Like... Growing up, I was always the type of person to just do things for myself because I'm, like, impatient. I don't, like I said, I don't like to procrastinate. So I had to learn, like, to, like, delegate tasks and, like, us to work together because, mm-hmm. like, I, I naturally want to do everything mm-hmm. myself. So um, she definitely just helps a lot. Like, that's the whole point of, like, a union and a marriage is, like, y'all supposed to be a team, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, work together. And so many people don't So that y'all can accomplish your dreams, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's where we at with it. Like, we're trying to build, like, generational wealth yeah. and, like, just, I don't know, just change everything, like, for real, for our mm-hmm. families, not even just, like, our future kids, but just our families now, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So were you at a, I'm sorry, I feel like I just cut you off. Did I cut you off? That's fine. In terms mm-hmm. of, and again, I want us to get into this because a lot of people see you, and you are relevant in terms, of, like you said, you came from a place where people don't make it out. Not people don't sure. reach this level of success, and so I think you speaking to some of these things it's going to be received on a different level because it's mm-hmm. more personal in that way. Mm-hmm. In terms of becoming a husband, like, was that something... Did you reach a point where you were like, all right, I got this, I got this, like, now it's time to, like, find a help me? Or was mm-hmm. it something that just organically happened? Like, Yeah, it was organic. Like, I met... Sierra was the first person that I met, like, when I um, moved to Atlanta. I met mm-hmm. her a week after I moved to Atlanta mm-hmm. in 2016. Wow. So, 
never dated anybody else in Atlanta. Like that was the first person I met, and we just clicked. And like, she has like you know the same morals and things like that. So that's a blessing. Yeah, I I was just blessed to meet her. So I feel like it was God, honestly. Like. And what you put in is oftentimes what you get out because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, God seeing you being intentional, like he trusted you with her, her with you. Mm -hmm. Like we talk about that sometimes, like, you know, as women, we tend to say, oh, I'm ready for a man. But are you really like, are you really in a place where you're ready to be selfless and you're ready to pour into somebody in a way that they're pouring into you? And so, you know, he trusted you with being the example to, you know, follow your dreams and get to a point where, you know, people can say, dang, like I say, I remember sitting in whatever class that was, trigonometry or whatever, laughing, but at the end of the day, you was like, but I'm about to go to Atlanta. Like, like you still in all of the fun and working at Cold Stone, going to school, like, you never lost sight of that, like that. Like, I'm here right now, but I'm going after that. And so I feel like, you know, early on, it just sets you up for God to see like, oh, I can trust this one. Like, even in the face of defeat, if defeat in terms of like you talk about people saying, Oh, you you know, you changed in this way, like yeah, you were yeah. still like, I right, cool, but like I gotta go get this. Yeah, yeah, nah, for sure. Like I said, I, like I was telling you, like I have tunnel vision. Like when I when I have my mind set on something, I'm I'm gonna do whatever it takes to like achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. It's no letting up for me, like it's gonna happen. Have you learned to do that in a different way being in the industry? Like seeing not to go into detail, but like seeing to what extent some people may do certain things to, you know, get to a certain level, has it made you be more cautious of how you move? Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and no, I don't really pay attention to too many people. Like, I have a I have a super small circle. So, like, a lot of, like, the industry stuff, I don't really, like, pay attention. I'm not even That's involved in it. Yeah. yeah. So how do you handle, like, the criticism? I don't know if you, have you filled him in on, like, how we felt when, that, when our reel went viral Mm-mm. with the criticism? Well, we had a reel that went viral, mm-hmm. and people, they were so nasty, so disgusting, so negative. Mm. It went, <clears throat> basically, we were misunderstood. Well, I was misunderstood mm-hmm. from a short. And instead of them going to look at the video, they just automatically assumed, and Judged they went. You off that. Right, and they went from talking about our weight to talking about oh our makeup. They called me <laughs> Big Ellen. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, beat. People be miserable. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yep. So, how did, have you experienced that? Um, a little bit. And you know it comes with the territory, and I'm I'm like the type of person where it's like I'm so genuine, I be so humble, and it's like when people do do stuff like that, it rubs me the wrong way because it's like I show love to everybody for real. Mm-hmm. So it's like when people act weird towards me, so I, I find myself like, damn, what did I, like what did I do to cause mm-hmm. you to like, right. act like that? But I also learn like it's like it's their spirit, you know what I'm saying? They're miserable, yep. they're unhappy with their lives and stuff like that. So hurt people. Hurt I just I try mm-hmm. to shrug it off. Sometimes I might give in, might post a little Instagram story, a little flex on them like, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I try not to like mind it too much because it's like I know at the end of the I know what's really like uh, affecting them. Like they really going through some stuff, and they just taking it out however they can. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. Like it's a heart issue. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning, like people tend to deflect and find something. And like, like we're saying, like when you look at that reel, I personally don't see how it could be taken any way other than yeah. Like, I was she a started off digger. by saying it's not rejection anymore, and pretty much saying she had to hold herself accountable. And, like, so when I was reading some of the stuff, it literally perplexed me. And I was like, what am I missing? Like, and I think for me, that's what it is a lot of times, like, wanting to shake people and say, like, you're missing it. Like, you're missing the opportunity to grow in this season. Like, you know, by seeing somebody else hold themselves accountable. Um, But like you said, it's something that comes with the territory. So 
That was the first dose of it. People be weird, man. And you literally be so nonchalant, it seemed like. But yeah. you've always been like that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. like... My mom, <laughs> it'd be funny because my mom, she be, like, she be hating to come to me with stuff or like ask me about stuff because she know I ain't going to give in nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I'm not about to talk about people. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to get my opinion, but so much because like I'm very like closed off and I know like, I know there's a reason why people being weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than. Yeah. Than it's not just me. It's like they got something yeah. going on with them. Yeah. Know? What was the conversation? Like why, why are people going there? Like, oh, what was the conversation? I was hold, oh, holding hey. myself accountable. Mm-hmm. I hit this dude up. Mm-hmm. Um, we had been communicating a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I hit him up and was like, hey, we hadn't communicated in a minute. And I was like, can I drive your car? Mm-hmm. And that joker was like, no. Just mm-hmm. like that. Okay. And, but, you know, and then. No LOL. No <laughs> just no. But then you come back and say, oh, you're so beautiful. When are you going to come and see me? Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. But I didn't express that much. I was just basically giving the example that people need to hold themselves accountable. The world will be a better place. If she was saying, it. like, he was already not showing interest. And I hit him up anyway. He was asking to drive the car. Like, he, like, that was a rejection. He had already, like, said, pretty much shown his actions. Like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And that's okay. But, like you said, you took the extra step to say something flirty and he was like oh, so <laughs> you know he ain't reject you he was just like no and people was just like oh that was a terrible shot no. you're a gold no. digger no. why would you ask to buy something well, i mean drive something that you that you can't afford first of all i never even said but somebody the dropped a meek mill quote i was like oh he or his meek village because like, <laughs> like my wife doesn't or i drive my two hundred thousand car like uh, meek mill said and i was like man, you and boy, your two hundred thousand dollar car meek mill quotes are safe from us yeah. i assure you man. so y'all go check out the merchandise we have a shirt that say can i drive your car yep That's hard. wait let's take a let's get fun with it though do you believe women how do you feel about women approaching men Whew. um i mean i don't think it's i don't think it's anything wrong with that you don't think it make men lose respect for women? No. And take the chase away? No. Can I answer? It depends. <laughs> how you raise it me? depends how you approach though. Yeah. Like if you're respectful and like it don't come off too aggressive, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'ma say, I'ma speak from a man's Ooh. not from a man's perspective, but I'ma say this. I see why men don't approach women as much. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know how to take us. I have seen where a man held the door for a lady and she was like, the only reason you hold the door because you want to look at my ass. What? I'm like, that's why Shiver is dead now. Mm-hmm. Like The girl got mad about the cheesecake. My, the cheesecake factory, my feet would have been swinging that. from that bar stool eating that salmon and mashed potatoes. I would have so then I'd be like, is, is my standards low? Because I'm like, I see myself as like the home girl. Like, I want a relationship to be fun. Like, yeah. We do what's fun to us. It don't matter if it costs. If we sitting in the movie theater eating, well, popcorn be high. But $15 <laughs> for popcorn, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want it to be fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, I need to. We are bashing okay. her. Yeah. By no means, I feel like, not knowing the story, if she would have let him know from the beginning that she didn't care for um, chain restaurants, I felt like that would have didn't it? My issue was like you record, like you, you know what I mean? He's trying to date you and you like, but did man, she locked him that, out his did she set that standard in the beginning of yeah. I don't eat at chain restaurants? We, have you seen that clip? No, nah, I don't know. What we all learning. Doing. Okay, it was a yeah. lady that a guy took her to the Cheesecake Factory. Okay. He went to open up her door. She <laughs> locked him out. Because it was Cheesecake Factory. It was yep. a Cheesecake Factory. She said, I look this too good to go to a chain That's crazy. restaurant. That's crazy. It was I would have had the purse slung over my shoulder. What you getting? I would open the door. <laughs> got you think it's a weight? <laughs> what? And the miso salmon go crazy. Right. What? So, what I get why men 
prefer for women to approach them because nowadays they'll have you in jail for sexual harassment. Women will have you in jail now for sexual harassment. And see, I don't like that. I want somebody to approach me because I feel like that already says, like, you willing to put in a little work. Mm -hmm. But it's hard for them, though. You think about it. And then a you, lot of a lot of men are afraid of re rejection. After like you know, after you've been rejected so many times or whatever, <laughs> you're ready to snap. <laughs> you're ready. You're triggered. How you go snap? <laughs> we all snap. Yeah. So yeah, like I mean, I think I think yeah, a guy can approach a woman. I think a woman can approach a man. Were you intentional about pursuing Sierra? Yeah, for sure. So what? Okay. Even in the face of potential rejection, what made you like? Uh, I don't even care. Like. I got a bagger. I mean, if she would have rejected me from from the job, <laughs> uh, yeah, we probably wouldn't be married. What did right rejection now. look like though? Her giving you a hard time and make you chase a little bit? Nah, just like, just like no, like like <laughs> yeah, like you trying to go out no or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like a harsh rejection. It would be hard for me to see. I struggle with that because I know some men like for you to tell them, like they like the they chase, like the so chase. Make it a little difficult. Nah, so yeah. do do they not? Do men not want the chase? Help us out, Zach. Just too confusing. Yeah. It is. It's about balance, right? <laughs> a little chase, little. Uh, I I think women can approach men. No mm. problem. It's how you do it. Yeah, you said sure. it right. It's how you do it. I, I feel like that's. Give us an example. About men, men, women, it's, it's anything, right? Yeah. Just, it's just how you do it. Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm, you know, if I, what you say? Give me an example. An example. Oh, put me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> y'all don't even know what y'all like. Look. I, 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 it's just, it's just uh, energy. I, I think if I'm giving an energy out, you know, hey, how was your day? You know, or, or you look pretty in that dress. And if I get, thanks. It's like, all right, I'm probably out, mm. right? But if I get... Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, my favorite color is blue. It's almost opening the door to be like, okay, yep. I, can, I can keep pouring in this energy. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I, you, you covered it pretty well, too, man. Yeah. We got some work to do. I'm so lost in the sauce when it comes to dating. Yeah. I don't know. Because the things that you think, I feel like at one time it was just so easy. Like me, I like you. Yeah, cool. And, you know, I was off. I was in a relationship for like, I feel like I did a bid. Not like it was hard. But you know how when people come back in the real world, it's like, yeah. what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Here? That's how yeah. I was. Starting from scratch, right? Yeah. And I was I was like 17. So it's not like I. I don't even uh, feel like I ever dated. Mm. Despite being married twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jump right in it. Nah, like, for real. And then it's like. People be knowing people dirty nowadays, man. Like people be having whole outside marriages, and they be acting like they single and this all type of crazy stuff. Yeah. Like I got a question. That's not a problem. Now, am I? That's one of my questions that I ask, and men seem to be turned off by it. I ask them, Are they single? Are mm -hmm. you in a situationship? Are you with someone that thinks that they're in a relationship with you? That I was told we shouldn't ask that. What y'all think? What you mean? Should what 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 what? Look, that's like, like ask the man like when y'all first get to know each other. That's one of my first questions when we Why exchange not? numbers, because I'm like, I'm not getting, and I don't want yeah, another don't woman want to feel mess. like I yeah. felt. Because right. then you can hold them accountable if they lying. Yeah. Because you know, men say, "Well, you never asked me that." Well, I thought I didn't have to. Yeah, well, I asked you the first day. And you know, now is the difference between cheating and cheating. Cheating. That has been a whole conversation. What's that? Mm -hmm. Cheating is just basically talking to mm. some people. Cheat, and you know, it was a female that remembers. I can't remember. I remember we started asking people because that blew my mind. We was at the basketball game, and remember you asked one of your friends, and you was like, "Girl, I know you. Um, you know this one." And she was like, "Yeah, it is a difference between cheating and cheating. Cheating I can't remember. and cheating is when you actually have sex. Cheating, cheating is when you mm -hmm. actually have sex. I feel like it's all cheating. For thank, thank, you. Like, thank you. If you're going out on a date with somebody or like 
texting somebody and it's not just business. anything you wouldn't do when the yeah, person is in front of your face. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. See a whole and I think uh, I think if a man doesn't want to tell you his relationship status. Mm-hmm. That's probably all you need to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably because you know it's like, yeah, I'm saying, what's up? What's up? Yeah. You know, let's go the movies or whatever. So I think if he's not saying anything, yeah, that's probably all you need Red to know flag. right there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And then it's like the materialism. Like everybody's worried about what somebody gonna try to take from them. Like sometimes I feel like I mean I'm manifesting what I really want, but then sometimes in my mind I'm like, yo. Am I really trying to find something that does not exist in, like, the world that we live in? So, like, when the man was talking about his $200 car, like, I was automatically turned off because I I was like, I don't even want a man. Like, I like nice stuff. I'm going to have nice things that Mm -hmm. cost things. But at the end of the day, I'm never going to say, like, my man can't drive it because cost it. Let me see. Right here. (laughs) Like, to me, that's, like, beyond what I can even conceptualize or process in my brain. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good question for you as somebody that is, you know, established and you have access to different things. Like, how... Was that even something that you thought about? Like what? Explain it for me. Like, in terms of thinking about a partner before you met Sierra or just... I mean, even maybe after you met her, like, was it ever a time you was like, yo, how do I separate? Like, how do I know somebody wants me from me? Oh, genuinely. Versus... Yeah, that's tough. You know what I'm saying? Um, With Sierra, I knew because, like, her dad was already in the music industry and, like, he was successful Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, like... It was normal for her. Yeah, and I I, I remember at the time, like, just me, like... It wasn't like I was testing her, but at the same time, I was like... Telling her like my like some of the accolades like what mm-hmm. I do and stuff like that, like I told her I was working with Fatty Wap and stuff. Girl ain't care. <laughs> I was like, damn. damn oh. Well, how did that make you feel though? It was nah, like, it was good. Okay, it was good. Okay, she, like she didn't care. Like her dad, like her dad knew Kanye West and all Got these you. people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so she don't care about that. Yeah. And that was that was something that you know made me like her even more for sure. Wow. So she genuinely loved you for yeah, you enough for what you exactly. were working towards. Exactly. That is dope. Mm-hmm. And I commend you on that because I have found oftentimes where men will say, um, they don't want a woman to help or they don't want anyone to help them do anything because they don't want it to be talked about later mm-hmm. on. That's a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like it because I'm I'm all about partnership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so. I, I think that's how you learn your partner. Look at me single talking about that's how you learn. I imagine that's mm-hmm. how you learn your partner in terms of like strengths and challenges. Like mm-hmm. you learn, okay, when he's in this situation, all right, I see like this really makes him uncomfortable, but it's not, I don't mind handling that. So like I can, I don't know. It's just all, I guess it's all a learning process, but I feel like you, the fact that you went to Atlanta, like I said, you had that goal. You ain't get caught up in the, oh, I'm laying, I'm outside. Like, I can mm-hmm. have you, you. Like, you really, everything in your life seems like you were intentional about For just sure. not wasting time. Like, really showing God, like, all right, I appreciate, like, the mm-hmm. space you put me in. I'm not going to, like, mess it up. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. make you look like. You know, you gave this to the wrong person, so nah, for sure. publicly, like, thank you for setting that example for I appreciate men it. and for us as women, like, seeing, like, okay, it is men out here that honor mm-hmm. that space. Yeah. And you're true to yourself. Yep. Yeah. So, your soul, that's what it's about. Yep. Nah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. I'm big you on that. You are enough. Yep. Yeah. So if you had to give your daughter, like as she gets older and start dating, I know it's hard to think about that right now. Don't talk about that. Next, <laughs> but next like, question. <laughs> <laughs> what... Just being in certain spaces, like what is like a, a non-negotiable in terms of? I don't want to say like what you allow for her, but like what is something? What I would that, see fit. For yeah, her? um, definitely got to be somebody that's driven. Um, 
somebody with with a good upbringing, you know what I'm saying? Like struggling. Somebody like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. All daddy say that. No, <laughs> no just somebody somebody with morals, integrity, you know what I'm saying? Um definitely uh a religious background, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just respects her. As long as like she's respected mm-hmm. and they love her, you know, I feel like that's. How has being a father changed you? Um, it's taught me a lot of patience. Um, made me appreciate my wife more. Oh wow, that's what I that love. Huge. Yeah, I love my daughter so much. Honestly, I can't lie. Like. She just, yeah, she, I don't know. She's just like the light in our lives, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that's for everybody, literally, like grandparents, cousins, nephews, everybody see her and she's just like. She's an extension light. of y'all, though. Yeah. For you know sure. what I mean? Like for when sure. you talk about togetherness and like even how you honor her publicly, mm-hmm. I feel like she is just an extension of, I'm saying she because I don't want to say her name. Like, I yeah, yeah, her. yeah. Um, but she is an extension of like what you two have together. Like, for sure. So that's beautiful. For sure. That is I beautiful. love her to death. But she definitely taught me a lot of patience, um, just how to love more and like appreciate women more, for sure. Mm. And not that I didn't already, but it's it's different. Yeah, you like now this mind. You know what I'm like, it's different. Yeah. You know? And like, um, I don't know, just. Just how to be there, you know, be present, be more intentional with my time and stuff like that as well. Oh, wait, expand on that. When you say intentional mm-hmm. um, about your time. Just, like, making sure that I'm present and, like, not just, like, on my phone, like, mm. around here and stuff like that. Because, like, I would catch myself doing that sometimes. But I'm like, dang, do I want her to grow up and just see, like, remember her daddy just on the phone mm. all the time and stuff so like that. Or just always working, that, yeah. always being gone, you know what I'm saying? I make sure, I try to make sure, as you know, I still have times where I'm, I slack off like mm-hmm. anybody else. But at the same time, I try to make sure that I'm always present with her and that she knows that she's loved, like, unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has there ever been situations where, like, maybe you had an opportunity that's like, dang, like, I really want, but, like, you had to honor, like, maybe a birthday or mm-hmm. an anniversary or, like, is that something that would ever compromise like your commitment to is there ever a situation where like yeah it's a birthday it's an anniversary but like I really like I need to make this move for us or is that like your nah for the most part I'm 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 there mm-hmm. I try to be there as much as possible because wife ain't having it mm-hmm. she be all be about that stuff for mm-hmm. sure and, and then she she teaches me a lot like just about like how to be like a great husband, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, uh, even the, like she teaches me how to be a better man, honestly. So, like, hold on, uh, wait, you got to expand on this. Wait, so as women, we we should have like, dang, what am I trying to ask? Like, you know how people say, I feel like y'all so far removed from like what's happening in the real world because you married, y'all got to. Ha- but people say like, you're not supposed to teach a man how to do like da da da. Are you saying that there are situations where? As women, we need to have that patience and offer, like... At the end of the day, like, you can only know but so much. So, like, that's what your partner is supposed to help you with. You know what I'm saying? The areas that you might lack or, like, don't know about necessarily, mm-hmm. they're supposed to help you build on that. A lump in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, yeah, she definitely, like, teaches me a lot, like, of things that I might not have grown up knowing. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. definitely. For sure. I don't know if Y'all I'm hear that? that. <laughs> you said what? About to start sweating. <laughs> that, I, but it's amazing that you that you're willing, you're open to learn from yeah, a woman. Yeah, because sure. men nowadays they feel like a woman. You supposed to sit down, be quiet, nah. let them do. What but they I think want it too. It's probably how she does it too. Like for you know sure. what I mean. Nah, we, like, we bump heads sometimes about like 
certain things where I feel, you know, I, at the end of the day, like I, I'm not going to think like, oh, I need to change everything. And then like, and yeah. she don't, she don't want me to change everything, but it's still like times where like I might disagree and I feel like, oh, I'm doing it this way because I didn't grow up doing it that way. You know what I'm saying? It's so mm-hmm. different for me. But then like at the end of the day, I know she, she only means the best for me and for us. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's, that's really where like, I got to be humble and just listen and, you know, just try to like learn, you know? Do you feel like there's a difference between expectations and preferences in terms of like, so you have some women, I hate to use it as an example that like, will never do 50, 50 with a man. Mm -hmm. And then there's some men that would never allow a woman to do 50, 50. Mm -hmm. So like in that situation or in situations like that, as a man, how do you determine what's more so like preference based? Mm -hmm. And what should be expected of you and what's like, as a man, I'm saying, this is what, this is what I am, this is how our family is going to go. Yeah. Now, as a man, like, you know, like, what's, what's supposed to be, hey, you know, hold best. on. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least for me, I know what's supposed to be best for my family. Like, what's actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's going to help us, you know, okay. as opposed to just an expectation, you know what I'm saying? It's certain things like certain foundations that you're gonna put into your relationship or your marriage or even like your parent your parenting mm-hmm. that's gonna help build as opposed mm-hmm. to just expectation. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you appreciate a space where we gotta see her on because I'm I feel like we ask some questions that she probably could well, say, Hold on, wait, I think differently about this, but yeah. do you all appreciate when women you know, when you're making a decision, even if sometimes we, we don't agree, like just a lot, like, let me make the decision. And then if it don't turn out the way I thought, then we can talk about an alternative, like yeah. extending that grace in that way, instead of always jumping in and saying, well, I think we should do it. No, nah, for sure. Um, I have a hard time sometimes, like when I, when I'm stuck on something and I feel strongly about something, I have a hard time kind of like backing down and like What's being cancer. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you come to a compromise a when you do have a hard time? Sure. Or do you compromise? No, nah, no, nah, I compromise for sure. It just takes me a little bit more time, a little more explaining. But um, mm, okay. I, I definitely I definitely try to listen, you know. And a lot of times I will listen. But if I feel really strongly about something and, like, adamant about something, mm-hmm. I, I kind of, like, stick to it. And maybe the fact that you do listen as what, well, like, you do bend and flex on some things when it's something that you're adamant about, it creates a space where, like, all right, like, usually I'm able to convince him or, mm-hmm. like, say why I feel like this is the best decision. But, yeah. you know, in this space, I'm going to let him have it because he's not willing to bend on this. Yeah, way. we both compromise. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely compromise. Some work to do, I tell you. Me <laughs> too. Some work to do. <laughs> I mean, y'all balancing like professional stuff. Not you, y'all on our podcast. We boring you. Nah, I woke up at two thirty this morning. I'm good though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, you know, balancing professional and I mean, kids and marriage. Like sometimes I can't balance my personal life and talking mm-hmm. about one the family and yeah. Oh lord, it's a lot for sure. You just gotta, I don't know, delegate tasks and try to make it happen. But at the same time, just mm-hmm. know that not everything can get done. You know. Not everything can get done. Yeah, like you can't do everything. You're not like a superhuman. You, you're human at the end of the day. You can't do every single thing. Like if people need something from you, it's okay to say no sometimes. You Even say that was like family and stuff too? For sure. And I had to learn that. Like family, friends, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's okay to say no mm-hmm. sometimes, right? Like yeah. set your boundaries. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's we were talking about that in the last episode, yeah. like boundary setting. For sure. Hmm. Otherwise, you're going to have like, I used to have like a lot of anxiety and stuff because- I used to be like a people pleaser. You know mm. what I'm saying? So 
I had to learn to like just say no or just sometimes you don't even got to give a response. Mm -hmm. What sparked that in you to not want to be a people pleaser anymore? My wife. <laughs> she be telling me. I know me, that's right. Yeah, she te like she teaches me stuff like for sure, like boundaries and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Cause like I, I don't know, I just I I grew up kind of just like going with the flow and not really being like the outspoken person. Mm -hmm. You know, I, just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so now it makes sense too, like again going back to like the spiritual aspect of it, why God said, "All right, you coming into this, to this space, like I'm going to have to give you a helpmate because yeah. it's certain things like you said, you just go with the flow yeah. and you kind of do what feels right, and sometimes what feels right is just a reflection of what we used to always doing. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it makes sense, like in that space, He said, "You're doing great, but now I need to give you Sierra, give you a wife, so that you build yep. and learn for sure. Mm. To give you that resistance. Yeah. Yep. So it makes sense. Like it really is like a biblical principle in terms of like we need one another. And I feel like society has created this space where we all are trying to prove like who's the most inter independent, like in terms of males versus females. And That's we lose weird. sight of like come like we need to come together. Like we talk about racism, but now we are creating like we're creating our own version of that even amongst our community. Like mm -hmm. now we're not even coming together as families, like starting families because it's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of ego and pride and stuff like that. Evil, it's a lot of evilness. Yeah. Mm. Sure. If that's even a word. I think you, you put it good talking about marriage, talking about compromising. I feel like in every good marriage, probably everybody would say that. You know, that's mm -hmm. what it is, compromise. Yeah. Um, I got a question for you, if that's okay. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't always get to do this. We're all believers in God in this room, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, just give us a give us like a God moment in your career. Oh, like, uh, you know, you, you sent a beat to somebody and then, you know, young boy saw it and he liked it. Or you, mm -hmm. you hopped in the studio and you weren't expecting so-and-so to be there and you made that relationship. Mm. Yeah. Like, just just give us, just pick, I'm sure you got plenty, but just, just pick a God moment for yeah, us. I love that question because, like, I haven't really told too many people this. I don't think I ever said it. Like, yeah, we're <laughs> But now, um, I I had got really sick in like twenty, I say like twenty fourteen. Mm -hmm. Got really sick. I had something called ulcerative colitis. So I had to I was in M C V hospital for almost a month. I almost died. And so um I had lost oh. like fifty pounds. I couldn't keep any food down, any water. I was just like dying quickly. And so um, one night I got admitted to the ER and they said like, yeah, you almost died because I was losing blood and all type oh of God. stuff, crazy. So I was in the hospital for almost a month and I had a, uh, had three surgeries on my stomach within a year, cut me down the middle of everything. And um, I remember when I got out the hospital, I was like, yo, I gotta make some beats. And so uh, this one, my barber from out here had told me about Fetty Wap. Mm -hmm. And so I checked him out and he was starting to blow up. And so- Diggs? No, uh, nah, he's not okay. Frank, Frank. Okay, okay, but yeah. So I actually just saw Diggs. For real? Digs. Yeah, but so um, the first beat that I actually made once I got out the hospital was my first hit record, RGF Island. I'm like, mm. I'm like, yo, that's God. My first hit record after I've been, you know, in the hospital. For you like, had to be set down. Yeah, like I almost died. You stripped on the island. Yeah, almost died, and that that was the first record, wow. first beat I ever made, and it was my first hit record. Okay, when you when you talk about like that realization that yo like oh shit like like did you realize in that moment like I I could be dying or was it something? Yeah, that I knew. I literally oh. like I had wrote a note on my phone like literally like telling my family how much I loved them and stuff because like I knew like it was over with for real. Were you married then? No. Huh? No, no, no. I was young. I was probably like twenty three, twenty four. 
but yeah, I, I was really sick. And like, I knew like, I, I knew like, I don't know, like it, I felt like the feeling of peace. Like I felt like I was literally going to die. You know what I'm saying? So wow. when I went to the hospital that night and they told me like, yeah, like you almost died. <clears throat> I was like, damn. Like, Only this. to have like a rebirth in the, me- like. Exactly. Exactly. Your, your suffering did not go in vain. Yeah, wow. nah, for sure. So what's your favorite scripture or oh God. quote, saying? I'm not good at that. I can't lie to you. <laughs> I'm working on that now. I mean, I'm working on it now. Don't me Cut this out. <laughs> nah. We are all. Nah. I'm, I'm working on that now. Like, wifey just bought me a Bible, actually. Because, like, That's I... so beautiful, man. Shout out to Sierra. Yeah, like, we sure. was talking about, like, even women empowering each other in that space. Like, even though, like, how you connected me to her like she sent me a podcast like yeah. a spe- I'm like that's so dope mm-hmm. that like even like women exchanging like yo we gotta stay grounded in our spirituality like mm-hmm. nah she's big on that for sure she's for always real. pushed me like I said so I'm definitely trying to get more into my word and stuff but I've always had a strong belief in God you know I've always prayed mm-hmm. and you know definitely had a relationship mm-hmm. with God for sure but definitely want to get more into the word and stuff we, we trying to get back into church more and stuff so and we're big on like praying with our daughter and instilling mm-hmm. that she goes to a Christian school. Aww. So, yeah, we're big on that. Wow. Going back to the hospital situation, do you remember? I know, like you just said, that you had like pinned a letter to your family. Was there anything that you remember saying to yourself, like, if I make it out of this or when I make it out of this, mm-hmm. like, I have to commit more to this mm-hmm. thing, or was it kind of just like in a movie? Was like, yep. This I really is thought it was the end. I can't lie. Like, oh, I, we. I, yeah, I really thought it was the end because, like, I had in just a few months, I had got really sick, like progressively sick, like each month. Like, I was, it was getting worse and worse. So, I I thought I was done because, wow. like, I had went to the I went to St. Mary's. I had went to a bunch of places, Johnston Willis. And nobody knew what was going on. You know what I'm saying? kept giving me these medicine, like medicine and stuff, and none of this stuff was working. So I'm like, if the doctors don't know what's going on, I, I, I must right. be out of here. Dr. Like, Jesus? And I was content with it, too. Like, I was like, okay, if this is my time, it's my time. Like, at least, you know, I tried to live a good life, you know? And you think about it, that's kind of like you say now, like, don't much move you. You kind of know, like, when is your time? It's yeah, your time. Yeah, so, for sure. Mm. You resurrected, and it's like, I know now what yeah, it feels like. definitely. Wow. Definitely. Um, who is, I'm not gonna ask that. That's so cliche to say like, who would you want to work? Because you said now you transition over to, mm-hmm. if you think about, um, so with our hyphen, we talk about how, <laughs> good segue, on an obituary. If you look at an obituary, it has your date of birth mm-hmm. and then a hyphen and then your transition date. Mm-hmm. And the hyphen is like all about you, what you do with your life, how mm-hmm. you live your life, your morals and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So at this point in your life, like if somebody were to, or how would you want, what do you want your hyphen to represent? Like your life, if you had to like sum it up in terms of how people, what people are inspired by when it comes Like to describe you. myself kind of? Yeah, or like... So, like, when I am transparent, like, on Instagram about things that I've experienced, I want to encourage people and let people know, like, we all go through stuff. We all go through stuff, like, dust yourself off, keep going. Like, you can be good. Yeah. So, like, when you do certain things um, and you think about what you represent or, or what you are intentional about representing, what is that? Like, what is that yeah. for you? I don't feel like, I feel like my whole goal is just to inspire, mm-hmm. for sure, because, like, like I said earlier, like coming from where we're from, like it don't it don't happen, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, so I never want to be that guy that's just like flexing or like doing too much, but at the same time, I also want to motivate at the same time and let people know that it is possible, and you can you know still stay true to yourself without like 
you know, compromising who you are and like. Yep, you can't hide your blessings. No. And think about it, it's only a flex when somebody see it as something that they can't do. No, for sure. Um, and so like when you show certain aspects of your life, you are you're gonna reach the people that it's meant to reach. Like yeah, anytime yeah. I see you post certain stuff, like my mind always goes to the yo, like I he said this was gonna happen. And mm-hmm. so then that sparks something in me, like keep going, like yeah. it's gonna happen, like you can do it. So and that's the goal. Yeah, like don't ever like. Mm-hmm. Look at your blessings and be like, oh, damn, I really want to show this part because it's something that represents God in your life or yeah. how He's shown up in your life. But mm, I'm not going to do gonna it. You're going to reach the audience people. that you intended to yeah. reach. Yeah, no, for sure. Yep. And that's a part of I feel like, you know, when you are successful, as like when we're all, we all are successful in our different ways and mm-hmm. will continue to be, that's like a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like when God trusts you with something, He's like, I'm giving this to you. Th- this is how we show um, who He is. Like, in the physical sense. For sure. Like you tell your story. And, yep. You tell your story and you show where you came from, where you like, where you going. And it, it, it brings up the people that's supposed to come up behind you. So don't ever no. shy away from your blessings to make other people. Comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You're no, motivating no. who you need to motivate. Yeah. Yep. For sure. For sure. So, um, we, at the end of every episode, we kind of go back to the hyphen and we ask based on the things that we talked about today, where would you place your hyphen? So, um, leaving here and as you continue to do the things that you do, what is something that you want to hone, hone in on to make sure that you are living in your truth, that you are continuing your story and continuing to like evolve and become like who you are or who you're meant to be? You gotta ask that a different way. <laughs> Too much mumbo jumbo. Yeah, reword that one for me. Paraphrase. Cut that rewind. <laughs> okay. I got lost. Yeah, you the whole paragraph. Hyphen, <laughs> hyphen, comma, explanation mark. Period. Okay. When you think about your, when you think about who you are continuing to evolve into, mm-hmm. what you're becoming, like, what is something that you want to hone in on or continue to hone in on to make sure that you are representing your life and, you know, what God has given you in the correct way or you stand true to that? I would say just continue to, you know, stay prayed up. That's cliche, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Stay dedicated and um, consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the things that made me who I am. So it's like, why would I stop doing mm-hmm. those things, you know? Right. It's, it's a formula that already works, works for me, so why would I change? Don't recreate the, re- yeah, the wheel. Yeah, exactly, so... I would say that for real. Just humility. Like, yeah. For sure. That's big. So, okay. Because sure. I know, like, I've seen so many people in the industry and not even outside the industry, like, have it all and then they just lose it mm. instantly. You mm. know what I'm saying? So it's like, why would you not be humble? You know what I'm saying? Because it can be gone. Instantly. Yep. He give it to you. He can take it away. Yep. For sure. And I've seen it way too many times. So, like I was saying earlier, like, billions of people make music. And it's like just to have one hit record, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It doesn't happen mm-hmm. to, but only to like a small percentage of people. So to be blessed enough to have opportunities to do it multiple times, like I mm-hmm. gotta thank God and just you know remain humble. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Shade. For me, I would say once you're exposed, you can't be unexposed. And I say that because now people have been exposed to you; they see where you came from, you've made it, and you're still willing to grind for it. So now there's no excuse. Mm-hmm. You know, people can follow. Are you on social media? Yeah. People can follow you on social media and see you made it. So mm-hmm. they can't be mm-hmm. unexposed now. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think for me since, um, 
like I said, since I've like seen the journey, it continues to motivate me in that way. But now also, what am I trying to, like also now like staying true to the part of me when we talk about it help me like I know I'm meant to be that and so I cannot let my judgment of what that looks like be clouded by like what's in front of me or what I tend to see on a day-to-day like I have to also now be motivated by the fact that no I know this is what it's supposed to look like and I'm not gonna give in to like what society says is possible or because again like we talk about the type of man that we desire and that we know like we need in terms of where we're going and the type of help me we want to be that's going to be somebody that's hidden like that's not going to be what you see on a day-to-day he would be common at that point Mm -hmm. so like I'm really going to be more intentional like I said about not clouding my judgment with what's in front of me and then like remembering like what I've been shown in terms in terms of my life in its totality and focusing on that for sure focusing on the weight in that way um anything else you want to say before we close out um, to hurt stuff. I mean, I can talk about like what I got coming up. Yes, for yeah. sure. Um, so City Girls dropping the album, I think, in a week. Got one on there with uh, City Girls and Mulatto. Congratulations, that's huge. <laughs> Thank you. And then um, working on a lot of country artists and stuff. Like okay. I've been going to Nashville a lot, so really trying to build hmm. on that. We just uh, my my guitarist that I, that signed to me, James Mattis. He had two on Morgan Wallen's album. So like he's. You know Morgan Wallen mm. is? Y'all know Morgan Let him Send it to me. I'm going to be on top. Man, I'm going to be on top of it. I'm talking like, about, like, you know, Taylor Swift. Yes. He's the male, to, like, For huge. Real? Like, the biggest. Yeah, send it to us. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Appreciate Please. it. That's huge. Yeah. Being I'm diverse open. and open to, yep. yep. For sure. So, um... Got that. I'm saying because country music make you think. Yeah. You'll sit in the car and cry. Nah, mm-hmm. for sure. The the lyric that that's love why I like be it too. The, it's stories for yeah. sure. Yeah. My son introduced me to that type of music because they listen to it at school. Uh-huh. And it's amazing. Yeah. Like the wording is so different from rap. Mm-hmm. And it is meaningful. Nah, for sure. And that's that's another reason why I feel like I'm kind of just tired of rap. It's like no substance. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I'm looking for stuff that's like actually inspirational mm-hmm. and then you can actually like learn something yeah. listening to it as opposed to just selling drugs and killing people and cheating yeah like. you know what i would like to see because now k michelle has also transitioned into that like yeah. country she music. actually loves the song that would be dope yeah she actually she my boy was working with her and he facetimed me and she was singing a song that uh that my guitarist did for morgan wallace that would like, be so dope yeah. we manifesting that so yeah for sure you heard it here first. And then got some stuff with Kevin Gates. Got one on his oh, album okay. coming out. So, yeah. If you ever go get on there with Jacquees, can you please let us know? Jacquees? Yes. Mm-hmm. And tell Kevin Gates to keep on that spirit. Like, his spiritual mind, It like, I, I love it. Mm. Like, his discipline, like, spiritual discipline. Yeah, 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 That's how I was introduced to him by somebody that's also, like, real spiritual. Like, I'm so nah, motivated by his. Yes. He, he's a good dude too, for sure. And like, even with him, he's very outspoken about some stuff. He's like, "What the hell?" But like, he reaches the people that he's supposed to reach. Like, right. I'll, Kevin be spitting like people, for real. People love. He's him. the lightning yes. guy with the. Mm-hmm. I'm not into. What kind it. of music you listen to? Anything. My uh, son listens to. Yeah. He I, introduces me to music. I'm not really into music. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't into music mm-hmm. until now. See, I get so, into music by story. So like, I started following like their story. Mm. Um, and like when I see like, oh dang, like his journey, like looking at his how he's evolved. Mm. Like I love to see somebody's journey. My gosh. And to so, see how he's like so he don't give a damn what you think about him. Like yeah, this nah. is what I this is what I believe in. This is what I stand on. And I love people like that. 
So if you so if you don't listen to music, what like what what would you do, as opposed to listening to music? What like what was your your thing that you would do? Don't judge me. I used to be outside. <laughs> oh okay. And outside? What do you mean? Well. If I didn't oh, listen family. to music when oh, I was okay. a child, okay. I, I connected. Oh, I thought she meant taking a turn. No, I'd be outside. I was saying, "Whoa!" No, I would be okay. I, I connected with nature. I used to have funerals for, for animals oh, and okay. things like that. I was more so of a loner. Oh, okay, I got you. So, but now I'm my sorry. son, he's into music. Like he, him and Chantrese, they have that dialogue, and he's more so. He loves older music. I noticed that, like the. The newer music. He's not really into it. Not into it now. That candy, liquor, and all that stuff. That boy played candy, liquor, the other day going in. I said, did you, you get that from? <laughs> I said, do you know what it means? <laughs> yes, mom. <laughs> How weak. So, yeah. I but no, thank you so much again for spending time with us. Like, I, I don't take it lightly at all. Yes. I know you're busy. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you so much for being a man of your word and coming through. Like, it means a lot to us. Of course, and for sure. And I want to say, oh. too, we appreciate you, despite all the adversities with you getting here, you know, with the rental car and everything. Mm -hmm. And you're our second guest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And our first yep. guest had issues with their car as well. So yep. we thank you for being yep. oh, yeah, determined to be here with us. Yep. Definitely. No problem. And we want to come visit y'all. For sure. Yep. For sure. All righty. So this has been another episode of Our Hyphen. Where can they follow you? You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter. What, which camera am I looking at? All of them. All of them. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, all that. All social media, Young Land, Y-U-N-G-L-A-N. All right. All right. We'll see you next time. Yeah.